With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. It's a beautiful Thursday morning across the country unless you happen to be an Atlanta Braves or an L.A. Dodgers fan. Now, I get up early, right? The alarm goes off at 4.30, 4.20, 4.15, depending on the day. be honest with you, I fell asleep last night. First, we had the debacle if you're a Braves fan. My son gets out of school. He's been excited all day. For Game 5 of the Braves, I talked about the fact that the Braves have bad luck in the postseason with him. They give up 10 runs in the first half of the inning. And I'm doing Lock It In live on television on FS1. And then I walk downstairs and I see him and he's just crushed. Crushed beyond belief. Like, why did the Braves have to ruin today? I mean, you know what it is when you're 9 years old and your team loses. And I'm like, I, I know, I know. This is what happens with the Braves in the postseason. A stat for you on the Braves in the postseason, and we're going to get to the Dodgers, don't worry. The Braves have now lost 10 consecutive postseason rounds. That matches the Chicago Cubs for the longest such streak in Major League Baseball postseason history. Now, at least the Braves streak only goes back to 2001. The Chicago Cubs' 10 straight streak went from 1910 to 1998. So there was an entire generation of Cub fans that were born, lived, and died and never saw their team actually win a postseason baseball series. So that at least uh, is not as bad as it could be for the Braves, but they're probably going to break this record next year. 
and make it 11 consecutive postseason rounds. But that's the Braves. I honestly feel like giving up 10 runs in the first uh, inning is almost an easy, it's more embarrassing to lose that way. But I feel like it's an easier way to lose than what happened to the Dodgers. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I was watching the Dodgers. It seemed like they were cruising. I had the game on. And what often happens when you get up early in the morning, I bet there's a lot of you out there too. I fell asleep. I completely fell asleep. I think in like the sixth or the seventh inning, the Dodgers seemed like they were in complete control of this game. And I woke up, alarm goes off this morning. I roll over and I check sports scores. And I was like, oh my God. So I watched the highlights but I didn't experience it like our Dodger fans in studio did. So let's go ahead and we'll replay it. I'm sorry for Dodger fans who are still awake on the West Coast that haven't been able to go to sleep since that game ended. Here is what it sounded like down the stretch. Clayton Kershaw, I don't know when he's ever going to sleep. I don't know what it's like to be the best at something and simultaneously be the worst at something. There aren't a lot of people who know what that feels like but it feels as if this is going to be the end of Clayton Kershaw's career in some ways. The Dodgers win 106 games. He comes in in an elimination game to try to ensure that they advance to the NLCS where the St. Louis Cardinals await, and this is what happens. Kershaw's 1-0 to Rendon, swung on, hit of the year to deep left center field. Taylor going back, warning track at the wall, he leaps, it is gone, goodbye! Bang! Zoom goes Rendon on the second pitch from Clayton Kershaw. And it's now the Dodgers 3 and the Nationals 2 with nobody out here at the top of the 8th inning. Here's the pitch. He swings and belts one to deep right center field. Way back! Going! Going! And gone! Goodbye! Halfway up the pavilion, a tremendous game. Tying home run by Juan Soto. And this game is all even. So the Dodgers are six outs away. Clayton Kershaw comes in. It's back-to-back pitches, I believe, right? Gives up back-to-back solo home yeah. runs on back-to-back pitches to lose a 3-1 lead and turn it into a 3-3 tie. Then we're into extra innings, and in the 10th inning, the Nationals have loaded the bases. They've got a 36-year-old journeyman up to bat, and this is what happens. Kelly's one-strike pitch. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals' dugout. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. And that is what happened if you are just now waking up across the country. The Dodgers lost at home a 3-1 lead in the 8th inning and then lost on a grand slam in the 10th inning. The Washington Nationals, the team that couldn't win anything in the postseason with Bryce Harper all those years. Bryce Harper leaves. The first year Bryce Harper is gone, they come in to Dodger Stadium and steal the soul of L.A. Dodger fans. And now it is the Washington Nationals against the St. Louis Cardinals in the NLCS. We wait today, a little bit ominous maybe for the Astros that both home teams have so far lost their game fives. The Astros playing against the Rays today in Houston for the final game of the divisional series. 
that is what is to come. We also have an NFL game with the Patriots taking on the Giants. The Giants have almost no players that are actually uh, healthy in terms of skill position guys, but we can get to that a little bit later. First, let me bring in the Dodger crew in a shaken city of Los Angeles. Danny G, what happened? I mean, they just imploded at the end of the game. We're in control the whole way. Uh, they, the Dodgers didn't get enough runs on the board, though, and I think that all L.A. fans kind of felt that as the game was going along because early on they score three, but they left base runners. They could have did more damage to Strasburg because at the uh, beginning of the game he didn't have a good feel for his breaking pitches. We talked about it. We diagnosed it really good yesterday on the air, in fact, that that's what the Dodgers struggled with. So when Strasburg threw the Dodgers his fastball, they were racking on him. That's how they got off to that 3 to nothing start. But as he settled in, the Dodgers, they had some opportunities to put more runs on the board. They didn't get it done at the plate. It was tough to watch because you felt it falling apart. Kershaw, he got them out of a jam. Um, Walker Bueller, what's going to be forgotten and, and not covered much today probably, was just how good Bueller was. He was pretty amazing. Kershaw comes in, gets an important out. Dodger fans at this point are thinking, oh, that's awesome. We're going to see Mayetta here. But Kershaw's brought back in. So again, Dave Roberts holding pitchers in for too long. We saw this back in 2017 with you, Darvish. We saw it last year in the World Series when Rich Hill had that really good start and Alex Wood was brought in and uh, the bullpen imploded at that point. There were some bad decisions made two seasons in a row in the World Series and then Last night, more bad decisions. When those bases were loaded, Clay, they first of all, the bases didn't have to be loaded because Soto was walked intentionally to load the bases. At that point, Dodger fans thought that the lefty Choleric was going to be brought in to face Soto because that was his only role in this entire series was anytime Soto was in at the end of a, uh, up to bat at the end of a game, they would bring in their lefty specialist Choleric just to face Soto. He had his number. Soto was 0-3 against him. Instead, Roberts decided to intensely walk him, load the bases. He kept Joe Kelly in, and then Kelly threw up that meatball that you heard the play-by-play on right there. Grand salami. Got to feel good for Howie Kendrick. Shows you that you can have a lot of errors and come back and be a hero. He was batting 220 in the postseason. He had three big errors in the field and one big base running error. A lot of national fans were actually impressed with their manager for, for sticking with Kendrick because he could have been benched. Instead, he's the hero with the grand slam. Dodgers in the bottom of the ninth, they could have won it before it went to extras. Will Smith just missed a two-run homer to walk off, which would have been incredible, all the way to the wall. Instead, no. He flipped his bat, too. Yeah, he thought he had it. A lot of Dodger fans did. When he hit it, I was like, oh, that's it. Will Smith walk off, because we've seen so many Dodger walk-offs this past season. I thought it was over right there. Nope. Unfortunately, when it went to extras, my brother and cousin were blowing up the Dodger chat. They're like, up. That's it. And obviously another thing that everyone started to question immediately, including the broadcasting crew, where was Kenley Jansen? Dave Roberts showed absolutely no faith in his closer. That left a lot of Dodger fans scratching their heads because if you had no faith in your closer, Clay, then why before the trade deadline did you not go out and get another closer? Well, to be fair, if they had, 
gone and gotten another closer. It might have been the guy from the Pirates who got arrested for child sex. You're yeah. right. He was one of the guys that, you know, and then, was and rumored. That would have been worked out even <laughs> it worse been because bad. if you'd been a Dodger fan and suddenly you, you had it traded for a guy who got arrested for, you know, child sexual abuse, you're like, man, that the trade could have gone. I didn't think it was going to go that way. You are right about that, but he wasn't the only closer available. And to be fair, they needed guys in the setup role, too. You know, instead, it felt like... It felt like Dave Roberts wanted to put Kershaw in a little bit of a heroic spot. And that's what lit up the lines on AM570 LA Sports last night after the game in the, the Dodgers post game. The callers were furious that Kershaw would be brought in in such a big moment that Dave Roberts would once again keep pitchers in for too long, the same way he did with you, Darvish. Roberto, you can speak to that. I mean, we've seen yeah, this Kurt. now three times in a row, Clay, and it's I, I, all I tweet, happened at yeah. Dodger Stadium. I tweeted this out. Kershaw is the death of the Dodgers. doesn't matter. Since, since 2009, when he started with the Phillies, he, he hasn't been good in the playoffs. Uh, and he's, it's not going to get better. The thing about baseball is if you come up and you're good, if you're good in the playoffs, you're good right away. It's not something that, okay, you, you're going to work yourself into it. You're going to all of a sudden be a clutch player. That doesn't happen in baseball. Either you have it or you don't. Like Walker Bueller, he has it. He has that 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 necessary thing that you need in the playoffs to to be that kind of player. Crusher doesn't have it. He, he never is, and he's not the and he's not, he's not he's not the same pitcher that he was two years ago. So I don't know why Roberts bring him in to pitch in the seventh, eighth inning, throwing eighty nine miles per hour. It's it's not gonna work. Another guy that deserves a lot of blame is Corey Seager. He was zero for eight with running to yeah. scoring position. The game always found him when he when he was up there. He had twice. He had a, a chance to. Bring in Bellinger, and he didn't do it. Yeah, when I started by saying that they could have done more damage to Strasburg, that's exactly what I was pointing to, is leaving those base runners on wound up killing them in the end. With the bullpen the Dodgers have had this past season, they needed, what, maybe a four-run cushion? Yeah. Just to feel comfortable? Tiger didn't come up big. He was 0 for 8 with running scoring position. And Andrew Friedman deserves a lot of blame, too. He was the one whose biggest signings were A.J. Pollock and... And uh, Joe Kelly and how that turned out. Uh, Pollock struck out again for the eighth, ninth time in this series. There's a lot of blame all the way around. Roberts deserves a lot of blame as well. I don't know which city's more crushed, Atlanta <laughs> or the Dodgers. It's a tie, except I asked this question last night, and maybe you can answer this too, although I think it might be an easy answer. Is it worse to get blown out with those 10 runs scored in the first inning if you're the Braves, or to be leading the whole game and then let it go at I think, the end I think like the, the way Dodgers. the Dodgers lost. It's less embarrassing to lose like the Dodgers did. It's more crushing. Yeah, more I heartbreak. Mean, break, yeah, yeah when, you, when you give up 10, it's like, well, we just suck. You know, like, man, what a total collapse. And you can just move on. In 33 postseason games, Kershaw's given up 26 home runs. So That's tough to do. Here's yeah. another amazing stat from Kershaw. In his career, regular season, he's never given up back-to-back home runs. In the postseason, he's done it twice now. He it was did- back-to-back pitches, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2017, he gave up back-to-back jacks in the postseason. As long as Clayton Kershaw is on the Dodgers time. roster, the Dodgers are never going to win anything. It's just, it's just that simple. And they're not, they're not going to win. They're I not mean, gonna- how long do you think it takes for him to sleep? <sighs> Wow! Did you, you see, see the picture did you, of him? Well, yeah, I was side. just gonna say, yeah. not just that, but people have put together collages where it's all the pictures of him after each collapse in the postseason, and 
and a lot of and there are even Dodger haters were commenting saying, "I hate seeing this. I kind of feel bad for." I don't him. see how you I don't, don't feel bad well, for him. I mean, the guy's got everything in his life. He's made a hundred million dollars. He's one of the greatest pitchers of his generation. I don't know what his home life is like, but yeah. I, I haven't heard any like disastrous things about his home. Oh life, no, no, right? no! He's got a great home life. Yeah. yeah. He, He's super giving to the community. He's so literally, he has everything that could yeah. possibly exist in his life, except, except a World his Achilles Series ring. Heel yeah. Is that when he gets to the postseason, everything seems to fall apart? Yeah. Somebody on social media last night called him the Tony Romo of baseball. I don't know that Romo was ever as good as Clayton Kershaw. That's fair, but I guess their point was he's really, really good in no, the regular season. Totally get that, but yeah. but Romo didn't even get to play in that many postseason games, so it doesn't even. Yeah, I guess he had I, that. I he had that botched hold on the on the kick. I don't even know who. Yeah, right. But that I mean, he didn't actually play in that many playoff games. It's not like he got to the playoffs and lost over and over again. People used to compare Peyton Manning to Clayton Kershaw, but Peyton Manning finished his career with two Super Bowls. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a very good analogy. I'm honestly not even sure who you would point to as the Clayton Kershaw of another sport. Maybe Carl Malone and John Stockton back in the day. That's not bad. Reggie Miller. But I, I don't know that those guys were. Patrick, Patrick Ewing. Ewing. Yep. I don't know that those guys were as good in their sport as Clayton Kershaw has been. I don't know that they had the failure in the postseason, you know, like uh, like like Clayton Kershaw has. It's more noticeable when a pitcher f- fails. I mean, it's hard to be John Starks and go out and shoot whatever it is, three for 19 in a game seven. Uh, I, I think that was what John Starks shot, but it's it's more noticeable when a pitcher fails than when other position players fail in most sports. Quarterback is probably the best example, and I can't even think of who the quarterback Clayton Kershaw would be because you have to be really successful get into the postseason, and then never win and collapse in awful fashion. That's why, again, that Peyton Manning was the analogy for Clayton Kershaw for several years in his career, but it doesn't fit at all now. So, I mean, if Clayton Kershaw had won a couple of World Series, eventually you could appoint to it, but I, I don't even know who the analogy is. Dan Marino? I, Dan Marino wasn't in the postseason that much. I yeah. guess he was in the Super Bowl in 84, right? Yeah. But you need to be the best at what you do in order to uh, to also have the futility in the postseason. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
salespeople at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So reports are that the game in China for the NBA for the Lakers and the Nets is going to take place, but the Chinese have mandated that no players or executives or coaches can talk to the media. So basically, the Chinese are telling them to shut up and dribble and every NBA player is doing it. Remember when LeBron James was like, I'm not just going to shut up and dribble. Guess what LeBron James is doing in China? He's shutting up and dribbling. Truth is, you pay LeBron James enough money, he'll shut up, dribble, and defend communism. Bravo, NBA. Bravo. You guys are such pathetic, worthless cowards when it comes to actually standing up for what you believe in that you've managed to bring AOC and Ted Cruz together, that you've managed to unite Republicans and Democrats in agreement that you, my friends, are complete and total fraudulent idiots. Uh, as well as having Donald Trump tee off on Steve Kerr in particular and Greg Popovich a little bit for being willing to rip the United States of America to the high heavens, but when China actually steps to you, you won't say a word at all. Here's Trump. Chinese wrong to be putting pressure on the NBA, sir? Well, the NBA is a different thing. I mean, I watch uh, this guy, Steve Kerr, and he was like a little boy. He was so scared to be even answering the question. He couldn't answer the question. He was shaking. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't know how to answer the question. And he'll talk about the United States very badly. 
I watched Popovich, sort of the same thing, but he didn't look quite as scared, actually. But they talk badly about the United States, but when it talks about China, they don't want to say anything bad. I thought it was pretty sad, actually. Are you okay, then, with the Chinese government pressuring the NBA over Hong Kong? They have to work out their own situation. The NBA's, they know what they're doing. But I watched the way that Kerr, Popovich, and some of the others were pandering to China, and yet to our own country, they don't, it's like they don't respect it. It's like they don't respect it. I said, what a difference. Isn't it sad? It's very sad. To me, it's very sad. I think it's the high heat there from Donald Trump, but I think it's true. You might not like Trump, but in the last 40 years, no president has been tougher on China than Donald Trump. And the hypocrisy that he's pointing out here is all these woke, uber-political athletes who have so much to say anytime Donald Trump sends a tweet can't say a single word about China or defend the right of Daryl Morey to speak or stand up and pull their ass, their asses out of China and come back here when they're told that they have to shut up and dribble. No, they're shutting up and dribbling. It's unbelievable. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Can anybody disagree with anything I just said? Danny G, does it make it hard for you to care at all what any NBA player says about politics when or coach or executive when none of them have been willing to say anything surrounding this entire China mess? Well, I think back to you hating LeBron James for coming out on issues that he's talked about. Maybe this will be a blessing in disguise because if he does that now moving forward, who's going to pay attention to it? I mean, imagine the Lakers win the, let's say the Lakers win the championship. I'm trying to give a bone to LA sports fans uh, who are suffering from the Dodgers. And then LeBron makes a huge spiel about how he's not going to go to the White House. Isn't the first question that he has to get asked, wait a minute, LeBron, you were willing to go to China and you shut up and dribbled there when you were told to by the communist dictators there. Why in the world should we care about the opinions that you espouse now that you're back in the United States? In fact, doesn't the fact that you are making the statements that you do just prove how exemplary and extraordinary the rights that you have as an American are? Because if you said anything bad about China and you were a Chinese person, you would disappear no matter how good you are at basketball and we'd never hear from you again. I, I just, I don't think most basketball players or most athletes in general are very sophisticated when it comes to being able to explain their political opinions, which is why I've always thought it's so funny that the media has lapped them up like they are modern-day political geniuses, when oftentimes rank hypocrisy is so easy to find. But right here with China, I don't know that the NBA could face a more nuclear-level detonation of their woke era than what's happened in China. Dub, are you with me here that this is just, I mean, the NBA can go play basketball as much as they want, They can sell their brand around the world. But this idea that they're more than basketball players has been, to me, permanently destroyed by what's happened in China this week. Yeah, it certainly makes it tough for them moving forward to keep, you know, going on with that idea. And I want to go back to your question last segment. What would happen in the United States if the players weren't allowed to speak to the media or they were cut off from the media? I mean, there would be an absolute riot. There would probably be a boycott, lockout, whatever you want to call it, by the players. 
Um, it would be a total disaster if that happened here in the United States of America. Yet it happens there in China, and they just go along with it. They're going to play the game, which I can't really believe they're even playing. Yeah, this is where Adam Silver has to show that he actually has a backbone. When the Chinese say, okay, we're going to play the game, but your players literally have to shut up and dribble, and they can't talk to the media and no coaches and no executives, there is no opportunity for them to say anything. You have to be Adam Silver. If you're Adam Silver, you have to get on the airplane, turn around, and fly back. I mean, I I understand that there is money at stake, but the NBA is not hurting for money. The players in the NBA are not hurting for money. Mike freaking Conley makes $40 million a year. Dudes like Mike Conley. I'm not trying to take a shot at Mike Conley, but what is he, the 142nd best player in the NBA? I mean, if he can make $40 million a year, the league ain't hurting. The game starts in five minutes. I think it's on NBA TV, isn't it? Do we have that in our... I've got to, I've got to figure out if I can put it on here. They're going to stand for the Chinese national anthem, by the way, as a part, as a part of this game. They are being used as props for the Chinese communist government. And they're not doing anything about it. It's a great yeah, point. Game starts in four minutes. It's it's on NBA TV. Is that right? NBA, NBA TV, TV and, and Spectrum Sportsnet, the Lake, the Lakers channel. Yeah. All right. So I'll put it on here in the. Uh, I'll put it on here in my studio as well. But this is just this is just crazy. And double. You're right. I mean, I would love to see the reaction if that actually happened. If they were told, "Hey, you're going to play a game here in the NBA today," but. No one in the NBA is allowed to talk to the media afterwards because we're concerned about what you might say of a political nature. Everybody would lose their minds in the NBA, and everybody in the media would lose their minds. This is the very definition of being told to shut up and dribble, and yet the NBA is doing it, and Adam Silver is allowing it to happen. The game isn't even airing in at all in China. So the benefit of this is there, there, there are absolutely no benefit to it, right? I mean, like, it's not as if you're getting watched by a ton of people in China. So I'm, I'm, I just flipped on the NBA uh, television network. I'm actually a little bit curious to see what, if anything, they say at the start of this broadcast. Eddie, am I crazy here, or is this killing effectively the woke era the politically outspoken era of the NBA in one fell swoop this week? Well, I would say no if you're talking about our players still going to be active and speak out on things. They're still going to speak out, but who's going to listen, honestly, at this point after all of this? That's like, what I mean. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I mean, the media is arguing, oh, yeah, like this is so brave of them. Like, how in the world can you argue that an NBA team not going to the White House is brave now after what you've seen the NBA do in China? Yeah, people will still try and do it, but I, I, don't, I don't see how anyone – uh, can honestly listen to that and and take it seriously. I don't understand how Adam Silver, who has paid a ton of money and is supposed to be so smart, the commissioner of the NBA, when he is told, hey, we're going to do the game, but your players are not allowed to speak to the media here. We're effectively taking away your First Amendment rights. Your players have to just shut up and dribble in this game. How in the world he didn't say, okay, I'm calling this game off. We're not going to do this. 
He's, I'm actually he's still going, trying to salvage this thing, which I, it's, I don't it's think about it, money. Like, yeah. I mean, again, it's, and, and, and I understand I'm a capitalist, but at some point you have to stand up for something, right? And, and if you're an NBA player, you have to stand up for something. And if you're willing to allow yourself to be used by a communist dictatorship as a prop, I don't understand how in the world you don't think, okay, I've got enough money. I mean, LeBron James is a great example. LeBron James has enough money now for not only, like how many generations of LeBron James's family are going to be taken care of. He doesn't have to make a dollar from China. He's 35 years old. He doesn't have to worry about anything going on in China at all. He can make money in America for the rest of his life thanks to the freedoms that we offer. How in the world does he have such poor advisors that nobody is pointing this out to him? And how in the world does Adam Silver have such poor advisors that nobody is pointing this out to him? I just, I don't get it at all. I mean, it's downright shameful. Just absolutely ridiculous. They just did the Open in Shanghai on the NBA Network. Now they are using all sorts of propaganda uh, in the introduction of players with all the best uh, graphics they can bring to bear from China that they're mixing with the NBA. I mean, the NBA has sold their brand to a communist dictatorship, and I'm watching it live right now airing on NBA television, and... I mean, it's just a pathetic display of backboneless, sniveling loserdom by Adam Silver, by the players, and by the executives and coaches. We've got a bunch of calls. People want to weigh in. Uh, 877-996-6369. Dub, who should we go to first? Uh, we got Tommy in Florida. Tommy, what you got for me? Hey, man, great show. Thanks for saying the things that you said. I got two points to make. One, has it not occurred to you that Adam Silver, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, that these guys are socialists, which is one step away from communism? So, in effect, they really don't, they, they don't have that much of a problem with China. I mean, that's, all, that's what they're trying to bring to the United States. And I don't think people really realize that. You know, you said it yourself. LeBron James has enough money. So socialism, communism to rich people doesn't really affect them. My next point is, and this is the question for you, is should you really be watching this program on, on the NBA network? Isn't that part of the problem as well? Well, I'm in the news business. So, I mean, if, I understand if, that. If something happens during the course of this broadcast, it could be a major international incident. I actually want to know uh, in real time that something is happening. But I don't think the average, there's, the number of people who will watch this nationwide is a tiny pinprick of the population. I mean, it's 7.30 a.m. on the East Coast, right? I mean, it's 4.30 a.m. on the West Coast. I mean, a couple of hundred thousand people will watch this game, uh, if at all. It's not airing in China. I just want to see, so I can talk about it, the degree to which the NBA is selling out to China for purposes of this game. Thanks for the call. Who's up next? Uh, we got Tim in Texas. Tim, what you got for me? Hey, man, I mean, wouldn't this really open up everybody's eyes to who's actually signing the checks and who really owns the yeah. NBA and the teams? I mean, I know they're American teams, but behind the scenes, you know, it might be a Chinese signature on the checks of that everybody takes- that's, you know, like Steve Kerr, Popovich, and yeah, no, I, I, look, you follow the money trail in almost every, thanks for the call, almost every possible story. 
and the money trail is, and I thought Jason Whitlock did a good job. He went on uh, Sean Hannity last night uh, on Fox News. I watched him. Jason Whitlock was on our show, what was it, two days ago? Uh, and obviously he's got the show Speak for Yourself on FS1, which is doing fabulously well. A huge audience uh, tuning in for that daily now. In fact, I think they had their biggest audience ever. We did two on Lock It In. FS1 is starting to roll uh, on in terms of ratings uh, yesterday. Uh, but Jason Whitlock's argument is, hey, it's the shoe companies. Uh, that LeBron takes his marching orders from Nike because Nike pays LeBron James so much money and so much of Nike's income now is predicated on the Chinese market that LeBron, while he's selling a quality here uh, and, and all this uh, woke BS that Nike has tried to, to, to spiel to us is actually a cover for them doing the bidding of a communist government in order to make the Chinese people happy. Uh, and LeBron is a complicit partner in that. I don't know that LeBron is sophisticated enough to sit around and think about it, but if you really care about American kids, especially underprivileged American kids, LeBron James is powerful enough that he could say, I want my shoes to be made in Akron. I want a factory made in Akron. Every one of the LeBron James shoes I want to come out of Akron. And uh, that means that Nike makes less money. That might make mean that I make a little bit less money, but I want thousands of people in America who were asking to pay $200 for my shoes, I want them to show up and, uh, and be paid and be employed. Instead, LeBron James's shoes are made by workers overseas in Asia who make 20 cents an hour. I mean, literally, they would have to work for months to be able to afford a pair of the shoes that they are making of LeBron's shoes that have a quality stamped on them. The reality is LeBron James is a fraud. And what has happened is this Chinese story has exposed him to be the fraud that he's always been, but that most people haven't paid attention to. Who's up next? We got Andrew in Florida. Andrew, what you got for me? Good morning. I was calling in uh, now that Washington has weighed in on NBA versus China. If China's next demand is to fire Daryl Morey, uh, what's the legal ramifications then, like the First Amendment issue here, with uh, if he was fired? I mean, you can be fired by your employer for any number of reasons. Uh, you have a First Amendment right to say whatever you would like. But you don't have that. The First Amendment has to deal with the government, not with private companies. So a private company, you don't have a right to say whatever you want as a uh, employee, right? Um, so people get confused. The, the First Amendment doesn't apply to the NBA. Now, I don't know what Daryl Morey's contract says. He could have a contractual ability to sue. It seems that the NBA is not going to fire him. Uh, and or the Houston Rockets, who are actually who employs him, not the NBA, uh, because it would make them look bad. But I think they would like to fire him for sharing his uh, for sharing his views on the Hong Kong protest, which is what started all this. Uh, who's up next? Uh, we got Mr. Ace in Cincinnati. Fire away, Mr. Ace. What is up, Clay? Um, I see that you got a whole lot of stuff that you said as far as like the LeBron James situation. I'm up there live at the barbershop about to get my cut on. And I got to say, I totally disagree. It's easy to stand on your soapbox out there in California and say that the NBA players are wrong. But as you just said, even with Mr. Moore, 
he could make a statement and possibly lose his job because he's not the owner of the company. LeBron James, yes, he brings in millions and billions of dollars for Nike. He is the face of Nike at this point. But we have to consider the fact, one, they're on foreign soil. Two, what level of protection can the U.S. provide for them? None. The hold on, hold on, hold on. You think the China, hold on, stop. You think the Chinese government is going to arrest LeBron James and not allow him to leave the country? If they stood up in China and said something after the Chinese government has told them they can't say anything, then what could happen to there them is in China? A ze- I'll just and tell you this. There is a 0%... Hold on. There is a 0% chance that China is going to imprison LeBron James. A 0% chance that that is going to happen. If it did happen, it would be the best thing that could ever happen to LeBron James's career. Seriously, because it's not as if he would stay in prison in China. It would be a massive international incident. What should happen is Adam Silver, when he is told your players cannot speak, he should say that my players are not playing. We are not going to just shut up and dribble, which is what LeBron James has always said, except guess what? He's shutting up and he's dribbling. So if your argument is LeBron James is a capitalist, he should make as much money as possible, that's fine then certainly he can, but you can't argue with me anymore that LeBron James cares about anything other than making money. That's the truth. Who's up next? All right, last one here. We got Matt in Vermont. Matt, what you got for me? I, uh, great show. I think it's incredible that, you, that Adam Silver has bungled this thing to the point where a pretty liberal guy from Vermont finds himself in agreement with Donald Trump. <laughs> Like that's, to me, that's just a sign of how far off the rails and like out of this world the the bad decision making is. As soon as they get told, you know, you can't you can't speak to the media. All of a sudden, everybody's sick and we're going home. You know, the NFL makes more money than the NBA. They don't go to China. Um, they don't necessarily need China to to be able to pay the players forty million dollars. But what they've done now is they've lost all credibility. So at this point, even if they come back and they're like, well, we didn't want to speak up there, they've lost all credibility because they should have just come home. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, And by the way, uh, thanks for the call. Let me play this for you again. Donald Trump weighing in, going after Steve Kerr and the NBA players for being so uh, so, uh, unwilling to actually say anything about China effectively telling them to shut up and dribble. Chinese wrong to be putting pressure on the NBA, sir? Well, the NBA is a different thing. I mean, I watch uh, this guy, Steve Kerr, and he was like a little boy. He was so scared to be even answering the question. He couldn't answer the question. He was shaking. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't know how to answer the question. And he'll talk about the United States very badly. I watched Popovich, sort of the same thing, but he didn't look quite as scared, actually. But they talk badly about the United States, but when it talks about China, they don't want to say anything bad. I thought it was pretty sad, actually. Are you okay, then, with the Chinese government pressuring the NBA over Hong Kong? They have to work out their own situation. The NBA's they know what they're doing. But I watched the way that Kerr, Popovich, and some of the others were pandering to China, and yet to our own country, they don't, it's like they don't respect it. It's like they don't respect it. I said, what a difference. Isn't it sad? It's very sad. To me, it's very sad. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Anything we need to uh, do with phone calls, Dub? What's the situation? Yeah, we got a, a few more lined up. You want to get to those? Let's start off with Eddie in Texas. All right, good deal. Eddie, what's up? Hey, good morning. I just want to let you know I've had to take three extra blood pressure pills this morning because you got me so fired up <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, I'm a 68-year-old man who... Uh, has family members and served in different areas, which I know nobody wants to hear that. But the point I'm making, I have a brother also in the oil business. Uh, I'm from Houston that has told me some things that have gone over there through the years. And for these guys not to stand up 
and say, let's just get out of here or make a statement of some positive thing toward this country is unbelievable. They take their dog to the dog parlor who gets treated better than people that are in prisons in China. I promise you that's a fact. Thanks for the call. Who's up next? Uh, we got Tyrone in Birmingham. Clay Travis. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, we have a, uh, a lot of good football we could be talking about, man. We're all hypocrites when it comes to China. You look like you sound like you're an iPhone guy. It doesn't matter what brand. It's probably the car you drive, the clothes you wear, all the products, uh, at least over probably 70% of the products are produced in China. Aren't we all whores to China? Well, thanks for the call. That's one reason why Trump has been so aggressive for being on top of this. Um, and uh, I think why he's tried to be so tough from a uh, from a perspective of standing up to a dictatorship. Um, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know what trade deal we're going to actually be able to create. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, China has eaten our lunch, and they have slapped us in the face, and the NBA's continued to acquiesce to it. The difference is, I would say, I am not taking Chinese money. There's a difference to me between buying a product that may or may not be partly made in China and taking money directly from China to endorse their brand of government, which is what the NBA is doing. If China wanted to be the official sponsor of OutKick, I would say, yeah, I don't think we're going to do that. OutKick, the coverage brought to you by China. That's what the NBA is doing. Who's up next? We got Marty in California. Marty, what's shaking? Yeah, as a result of uh, Trump's trade policies, virtually every American company in China is 20 to 30 percent now out of China. And in Vietnam, India, and another number of other countries, Hasbro, the toy maker, is 100 percent out. All as a result of Trump's policies. We are now becoming detached uh, financially um, from China because of Trump's policies. And I think we recall Tiananmen Square when there was a tank pointing a gun at an individual Chinese citizen. That tank might as well have NBA written on the side of it now. Amen. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. We're joined now by John Morosi, Major League Baseball insider for Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports as well. He is down in Houston getting ready for Game 5 between the Astros and the Rays. Before we talk about that game, let's talk about last night's games, and let's start with the Dodgers. Unfortunately for people waking up on the West Coast, it was not all a bad dream. Clayton Kershaw comes in, gives up home runs in back-to-back plays. I know we've talked a lot about Clayton Kershaw with you before, John Morosi, but I'm almost at this point at a loss for words. Well, Clay, good morning, and you're right. Uh, It is really hard to begin anywhere else uh, other than one of the great pitchers of of our generation uh, continuing to struggle in in big postseason moments. Now, I I say big moments because he has had some pretty good ones in the playoffs uh, overall, And and his ERA is not 10 in the playoffs. It's about four and a half, but it's it's still has been a story for the Dodgers that, that Kershaw has 
struggled in in really key spots. Game five of the World Series here in Houston in 2017. That was, I believe, when they lost that World Series. Not in Game 7. They lost that one in Game 5. Last year in the World Series also. Similar story. And then again, of course, last night. Uh, That, that to me, uh, is a game that we'll we'll be talking about for a very, very long time. And, And it was not all on Clayton Kershaw. They had one hit with men in scoring position last night. Um, Joe Kelly, of course, uh, was on the mound when the, when the deciding runs were, were scored, so it, w- it was not all on Clayton Kershaw. But it, it really does signal, I believe, uh, an ending to, to the notion of bringing in Kershaw uh, as, as your, your key stopper out of the bullpen in a playoff series when he's already been pitching out of the rotation. It just, it's, uh, he, he is not quite the same pitcher that he was earlier in his career and, and the playoff lack of success, uh, the, that storyline remains uh, a big part of, of, of his career, uh, candidly. And, and now the Dodgers, uh, were unable to do what the Yankees of 1923 did, which was uh, make it to the World Series after losing the previous two. It's been nearly 100 years since any team has done it, and, and I do think, Clay, that on a macro level, we have to acknowledge that what the Dodgers were trying to do, make it to a third straight World Series after losing the previous two, was a, a historically difficult feat, and obviously they were not able to accomplish it. For the Nationals. They started off this season really in rough shape after Bryce Harper leaves. They end up winning this series the year that Bryce Harper leaves for gobs of money with the Phillies. What can you say about their season so far, regardless of what happens in the NLCS? It really is remarkable, Clay. I I was uh, covering one of their games in the early part of May, and I remember uh, the, the belief that that David Martinez was going to be fired any day at that point in time. Any day uh, was the expectation. Uh, when I saw them in early May, they had just fired their pitching coach, and, and the belief was that the manager would be next in the following 10 days or, or, or two weeks if things did not dramatically improve. But uh, lo and behold, they did. And uh, I give Dave Martinez an immense amount of credit for, for remaining steady throughout that uh, that, that season. And and just having the focus to keep the players on the same page it would have been very easy for them to fracture. They didn't. To your point, they I proved something. I believe as as a group, without Bryce Harper, it makes it for a very poignant story. And and the reality is, as, as you point out, that you're never going to be able to escape that that the Nationals' first franchise uh, playoff series win since moving to our nation's capital. Uh, came when in the year immediately after Bryce Harper left. Uh, that that's that is a something that I'm sure the Nationals are going to be proud of, and something Harper I'm sure is going to be motivated by uh, up up the road in a rival city. So uh, it's it's a, it's an amazing story for baseball, and at the end of the day, it it also is a, a big story for Steven Strasburg. He's somebody who seven years ago was was shut down and was not able to help as that team collapsed against the Cardinals in, in, in that NLDS. And uh, I, I do feel uh, on, on this day uh, there's got to be some vindication for, for Strasburg and, and congratulations to him on, on a night like that uh, last night, staying again, staying in the game, falling down early, similar to the way that they uh, handled the season overall, down early but stayed in there 
were very resilient as a group and uh, earned a pretty remarkable victory as a result. Braves were so achingly close to closing out the NLDS against uh, against the, the Cardinals uh, in Game 4. They come back home in Game 5 and just get waylaid in the in the first half of the first inning. The Cardinals hang 10 on them. Where does Atlanta go from here? I know they're young. Last year, they were ahead of schedule. This year, I think people were hoping they would actually win a series at least. They didn't do it, and the way that they lost at home just kind of further fulfills that huge cloud that seems to be hanging over Atlanta October baseball. Your thoughts? Well, Clay, you're right, and and I, I think that 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 the off season in Atlanta, while not quite as as daunting on maybe a national level in in, in respect to, and in comparison to the Dodgers, there are similar questions there, and in in some ways, it's even more acute because one of the big reasons why they lost that series was uh, the fact that their superstar player. Ronald Acuna Jr. did not hustle uh, on a on a key play in in Game One, and if for he people had, who don't remember, he got a single and a ball that he hit off the wall. Correct, exactly, and so he he may well have that that play may well have cost them the series, and that's uh, that's why in in baseball you never know when the key moments happen. Sometimes in this case, even in a five game series, it was Game One, and and he's already got his long term extension. They have to find a way. To as an organization, uh, move past that, change the narrative. I think Acuna is going to have to really uh, approach things a little bit differently in, in that respect and realize the the magnitude and the gravity of what happened. He's he's got a, a great career ahead of him. He's not going to be defined by one play, but he's going to have to take ownership of that. I think in a real powerful way to to uh, I believe to to maintain uh, some harmony and, and accountability in that clubhouse particularly Brian because he had retiring. already been benched for doing this right. before so it's not right. as if this is the first time he did it and you could at least say well it's regular season baseball there's 162 of them if you're not going balls to the wall in the postseason in baseball and you've already been suspended for, for from by your team for doing the same thing before it's symptomatic of a larger issue, I would think. That's that's the concern, right? Right, and 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 they're losing uh, Brian McCann from that clubhouse who, who retired after the game last night. So they're so some of that the veteran leadership that's there uh, is, is beginning to depart. And 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 now I think Acuna he has to become one of the people that helps to hold others accountable. And and if he didn't do that himself in in game one in a big spot, it's, it's concerning. So I, I, I'm always a little bit wary of, of, uh, of, of some narratives that take shape during the playoffs, but the way that his teammates responded, Clay, after that game, there were teammates that spoke on the record, on the record, McCann, Freddie Freeman, Ozzie Albies, uh, about the lack of hustle. And, and that, to me, was a very resounding 
statement uh, about about the way that he had played the game that that needs to be adjusted. So for one of the bright young lights of the game, and he is an amazing player, love watching him play. Uh, he's going to have to make some adjustments, and that's a very very hard way, I believe, to enter an off season. And I think Acuna is going to have to make some adjustments. Uh, We're talking to John Morosi at J O N M O R O S I. You, uh, I think I got that right. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. There, you can hey, watch him on did. Fox Sports uh, and Fox Sports One. You are in Houston. There is one more Game 5 left in the divisional round. So far, Dodgers, Braves, both at home, you would think is an advantage for Game 5. Both have lost. What do you expect tonight from the Astros? How nervous should be they be in their game against the Rays? Well, I, this is a toss-up for me, Clay. Tonight, this is uh, this is not a, uh, and, and that may that may sound absurd because of of how dominant Garrett Cole was uh, in, in Game Two, but the Astros nearly lost that game because their bullpen uh, almost gave it up. And and ever basically, if you look at the the Rays and, and the way they've played, with the exception of Verlander's Game One start and Cole's Game Two start. The Rays have had a vastly better offensive approach and, and more offensive success than the Astros have. And Houston has been outscored in this series. They have been outhit from a standpoint of OPS and, and batting average. Um, the, the Rays have, in many ways, played better uh, throughout the course of the series. And Houston needs, I believe, big games from George Springer, and Michael Brantley tonight. They've got to find a different way to get the offense catalyzed because the middle part of the lineup for Houston has come to the plate, Clay, way too often with the bases empty, or at least nobody in scoring position. That's the key thing. They have not hit. For all the all the talk of Verlander in, in Game 4, and listen, he was not great. Uh, I realize that. But they scored one run, the Astros did. And that's just that's not going to be enough in the playoffs to win a game. So uh, offensively, I'll look for a better approach. I think on the mound, Garrett Cole was magnificent in, in game two. I expect more of the same. Um, but I also expect the Rays at-bats to be good enough that unless the Astros have a really strong outing against uh, Tyler Glass now, it's going to be a close game late. And if the game is close late, by the time Garrett Cole departs, if it's only 2-1, or 3-2, uh, I, I like the Rays' chances against that Houston bullpen. Quickly, last question for you. We know the Yankees are waiting out there. Obviously, they would prefer the Rays to win over the uh, over the Astros, just I would imagine. But in the NL, who do you see as the early favorite now that we know the Nats are going to be playing against the Cardinals? To me, Clay, the fact that the, the Nationals have this, this excellent rotation, uh, I, I, I like what they've got. I, I really do. I, and, and I like the fact they've got arguably – the best player left in these playoffs in either league, uh, you, you could argue, with the possible exception of, of Alex Bregman, uh, and, and that's Anthony Rendon. And, and he had a huge hit last night, as did Juan Soto, who was the hero of the wild card game. So, uh, with a, in terms of a right-left tandem, Rendon-Soto is as good as there is in the game. Scherzer, I think there was a big confidence-building uh, outing for him in Game 4, and then Strasburg last night was, was while not dominant, he kept his team in there, and I think winning that game psychologically will do a lot for both him and the Nationals. So I think the Nats are the favorites there on the NL side, and the Astros, Clay, I agree that the Yankees may well believe that they've got a better chance to beat 
the Rays, but uh, that's a scary team in Tampa Bay. The, 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 way, the way they play, it's pretty remarkable to see how, how Tampa Bay plays. Outstanding stuff as always. John Morosi, J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I. You can follow him there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 